Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. And welcome to episode 282 of Slamfire Radio on December the 6th, 2018. I'm on your host, Matthew, the one in shot McClatchy. I'm Adriel Frosty Michaud. I'm Trevor the Frilatte for a lot. And, and, and Kelly, Kelly had a cow break into her house. And so she's waiting for the insurance man to show up to see if they can get that sorted out. That is just utterly ridiculous. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be um, farmers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Drive by ballooning. We, we we saw it. We covered it. We know a thing or two. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, so here we are. Yes. Um, I guess Back again. Show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another show. It's going to be a good one. Well, so, it's going to um, be one. It's, it's going to be a thing. We'll see what it turns out to be. Yes. So I guess we're rolling into what we did with guns, and this is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Do they not have any sales this week? Oh, this is my bad. See, this is Trevor's fault here. This is, this is my why responsibility. We can't have nice things. Yep. This is why we struggle Great with sponsors. Things. Yeah, they got. Uh, they still got some of those uh, Beretta Nine Two Yippee Kaye Christmas specials going on. Cool. They also got in um, the, oh, they got in the FN F09 or 509. Those came in this week. So if you are interested, hopefully I didn't dissuade you last week. Um, but What's they the are. FN 509? FN 509 is FN's newest polymer striker fired pistol, which is like a, to replace the FN FNS series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Improved yeah, ergonomics. Were, weren't improved. you sort of disappointed that the FNS didn't do as well as it did? Um, They did, like, you know. The thing that they improved the, that I liked the most was they replaced that ramped front sight with a squared front sight, which, you know, uh, yes. yeah, you can rack it off your belt or a table or yeah. whatever, right? Which isn't um, something we really need to do here in Canada a whole lot, but still, it's a good feature to have on a pistol. Definitely. So maybe definitely. I'll announce this for the Calgary Shooting Center. Um, Miss August from the CCFR calendar will be at the Calgary shooting center this Saturday, December 8th. So you can go out and meet her and have her sign your calendar. And that's miss August Jasmine or Jasmine. Shouldn't they have Jasmine. had miss December come out this date? Like couldn't she <laughs> come out in miss August? De- miss December can't come out because she doesn't know what day it is in December because oh. of the calendar. Yeah. If yeah, yeah. You haven't seen a calendar yet, Matthew? I haven't gotten one yet, no. Oh, well, the editor should be fired because, oh. uh, yeah, um, basically the calendar is, well, it's messed up. And uh, <laughs> I just, no, pull no punches here. It, it's messed up. It, it, I mean, right. we've, we've all got calendars on our phones. We do. So yeah. this one isn't about whether or not it's a functioning calendar. It's a, it's a decoration piece. With it's a girls on it, sort of thing. Yeah. 
And so what if December um, 2018 starts on a Tuesday this year? Wait. No, I don't it think does. it did start on a Tuesday. So dis- uh, <laughs> December's so already almost supposed over. to come out, but she couldn't because she got the date wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Coming yeah. out on the seventh, guys, and she's here on the sixth. Yeah. Dang yeah. it. Maybe, uh, maybe our maybe the person who did it or who was responsible for it couldn't come on tonight because they're out taking a copy and paste class. Maybe. <laughs> Just copy 2017 <laughs> over to 2018. What, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a calendar. They've been the same way for, oh, I don't know, 218 years or 2018 years? Yeah, 218 years. You can't use last year's this year. It's already no, got, but it's going to come back. It. It's going to come back around. It's a pretty yeah, predictable every, pattern. Every like yeah. eight yeah. years or something. I don't know how it goes, but there's a, there is a pattern. <laughs> and wasn't somebody just making fun of me for not changing the date in the show notes? Probably. Yeah, all of yeah. us. Yeah. Could be worse. I could have screwed up a whole month on a whole calendar, I guess, but right. whatever. Anyway, go to the Calgary Shooting Center Saturday and uh, get Miss August, whose month is correct, to uh, sign your calendar and pick so up the are calendar. You, see, Trevor, this is how you should have done it. Are you tired of winter? Do you wish August would get here sooner? Come out to the Calgary Shooting Center and meet Miss August, where she's going to be heating up the aisles with sales like you've never seen before. Oh man, Matthew, you you need the you need the sponsorship here, Trevor. I'm going to call the Calgary Shooting Center. It's sorry, I'm in. That's how that works. Yeah, yeah, well done. (laughs) If I wasn't a hat, (laughs) that's it. In in fairness, Matthew, if I wasn't so focused on throwing Kelly under the bus for screwing this up. I probably right. could have come up with something better, but my priorities are clearly different than yours. <laughs> Your priorities are funny too. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Matthew. Uh, no problem. Shall we move on? Yeah, let's. Let's. Uh-huh. I, I didn't do anything with guns this week. I didn't eat while well, I've been dry frying a little bit. That's about it. Um, so, Trevor, what you went shooting 22s. With yes, I did. You would have been proud I wish of me. That was up one line because that would have been I went shooting twenty twos with Trevor, and that would have been mm. you, Trevor, not the other Trevor. Although the other Trevor's cool too. But I'd like yeah. to go shooting twenty twos. Why am I not out shooting twenty twos with Trevor and Trevor? <sighs> Trevor, tell us about how you went shooting twenty twos with Trevor. Don't spare any details. I want to hear all about this room fire goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, I was hoping to get like all four of my twenty two rifles out just to check the zeros on them. Um, but unfortunately I just went out a couple of, so a couple of reasons brought me out, Matthew one, uh, captain Andy did some head spacing work on my five, nine, seven. He removes the bolt from the five, nine, seven action and he puts it on his mill and he basically just, just takes a whisper like a thou off the face of the bolt, maybe more than a thou, just enough that it cleans it up in case there are any high spots there. Puts right, a new, okay, gotcha. Yep. Refaces it, resurfaces it, whatever. And of course, it, it reduces the headspace a little bit. So obviously, we wanted to know, uh, you know, he's experimenting on my gun, much like he did on Adriel's slide. So most of us fully expected him to break something. Right. But um, in fact, but it, didn't. it didn't. And I had the gun sighted in with Winchester 555 bulk pack. Yeah. So first thing I did was put more of that ammo through it. You know, I didn't want to change that variable because it was there to sight the gun in with CCI standard. But um, there was, a, 
I don't know if there was any increase in accuracy, but I did not certainly lose any accuracy. So cool. there was no. I wouldn't imagine you would with such a minor modification. I, exactly. Just cleaning it up is, yeah, I wouldn't expect yeah. too much from it. Yeah. So I may have gained some, but I, you know, yeah. it'd be almost hard to notice. Um, the gun, both those guns don't like the bulk 555. The, they'll shoot it. They'll probably shoot a rifleman score with it, but you better be on your game. The yeah. Ruger that I have in the 1022 or in the Magpul stock with the Ruger heavy 22 or 20 inch barrel um, just does not like that ammo whatsoever. Well, it's I have not point had point on it, right? Oh, well, it's a hollow point. Yeah, no, yeah, but that the hollow point on it, the the me plat of it or the me plat, whatever, is huge. It's a big flat surface on the front, and it jams right. on everything. Yeah, oh, no. it's. I didn't it's have real. Uh, I didn't it's. have. Yeah, I didn't have any. Um, did you think, Adriel? I'm when I said hates that ammo, I meant reliability issues. Yes. Oh no, it means accuracy. Yeah, accuracy. Sorry, oh, Adriel. Really? Hmm. Yeah, the accuracy with that ammo in my 1022 is horrific. Um, like I said, probably still capable of shooting a rifleman's score, almost certainly. But man, when it's I just switched, not great. no, it's not great. And yeah. I'm gonna keep the 1022 sighted in with that ammo because you know my 1022 is not my dedicated maple C rifle. It's more for planking and, and possibly hunting. And I don't want to use CCI standard because it's too slow for hunting. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just over a thousand feet per second. You could actually, Trevor picked up on this. He could he could tell the difference in report between the f- um, CCI standard and the Winchester five 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 bulk pack. Yeah, well, one's going supersonic and one's not, and so exactly you can, you can that yeah. crack. Yeah. Yep. So um, got back to the five nine seven and I sighted it in with the CCI standard velocity and I put ten rounds in a group that I could cover with a dime at twenty five meters. The pictures are on my Instagram, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But that's not surprising. CCI standard velocity is amazing accurate. Um, really, amazing like accuracy. I mean, I yeah. don't know if I jumped into like SK or Ely target if it would actually be any difference. You probably wouldn't notice much difference with with um, our skill level with the rifles that we're shooting. We probably, yeah. We're probably already at the pinnacle of what we and the rifle can do, and then the ammo on top of that, we probably, I mean, we, we would need a, a you know, CZ uh, 5, 452 or something, something really accurate to yeah. really kind of dial in that last little bit of accuracy. I concur. So, yeah, um, yeah it was a lot of fun. The range, at that time, I was still able to access the range, but those days are gone Oh my, oh, yeah. there's so much snow here. There's there's January, February levels of snow. And Send we've had... some down. I want some more snow down here. Fred, Fred, if you're <sighs> listening, I want some tactical snow delivered to central New Brunswick, please. It's gross, Matthew. Like, this is a lovely winter we're having this fall. It's yeah. just I want brutal. We, yeah, I don't know where we're going to put it all because, like I said, we've got oh, we'll, January. We'll yeah, yeah, you will. Oh, <laughs> I hope Fredericton learned their lesson because man, oh man, they're going to get destroyed again because we've got more snow. We had, we had in the month of November, we had January, February levels of snow. Yeah. And, and it's, it's going to stay all year now. It's not going to, Oh, it's no, 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 it's not going. It was minus 13 today. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, um, so that was the last time I did some shooting and then, um, I've been, I was at Denise to do some, some work. Uh, I got to take part of Browning BLR, I got to put that um, Weatherby back together. Uh, went there today to um, 
pin some magazines unfortunately that's always oh. a sad thing to do yeah but uh isn't the uh the the blr's got an interesting mechanism eh? like that rack and pinion to it and that's a good way of describing it you've got a gear and there's teeth on the lever and there's teeth yep. on the bolt and it's literally a gear that goes between the lever and the bolt and i had to take it, one apart and put one back together when i worked for the gunsmith too yeah it, what it's like He's done it so many times. He knows all the all the shortcuts. You know, mm -hmm. he doesn't have to learn by trial and error. Like the bolt has to be pushed all the way forward into the action, or the gear won't. If you skip one tooth, then it won't close and uh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And there's the older ones. Are, uh, the trigger group is held in with pins. They've gone to screws in the future. Oh, he taught me the coolest trick ever. If you want to keep from damaging your butt you always have to put vaseline on your tip whenever you need to do some screwing so if you're if you're screwing through the butt put vaseline on the tip and it will protect the integrity of the entrance of the butt it's it's a oh, really I cool like a bit of oil or something like that but yeah no just put some vaseline on the tip and then you can go into the butt and you won't have any problems when you when you pull the tip out it's like you were never in there you can't even tell that there's a hole there, which mm. is what it was like before I went I in. I was like, there's no out. hole there. He's like, yeah, there's a hole there. You're just not doing it right. So he comes over. Won't yeah, stretch why it does, out at all. Not at all. So why does a gunsmith have Vaseline? It's for the tip to protect the yeah. butt. I had, and it was amazing. When I, when I, when I finished screwing and pulled out, it was like, wow, I was never in there. That's phenomenal. So I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, what else? going to be one of them shows <laughs> it's a pro tip man for your tip pro tip put some vaseline on the tip you care about will... the appearance of your butt use vaseline well or other Otherwise, people's butts i don't care about mine i wasn't working on mine i didn't want to damage this guy's butt you know so he comes back to pick it up and his butt's all damaged like he's going to be upset mm -hmm. so uh yep what else uh oh this is kind of a big one so I mentioned before on the show, I'm the uh, training coordinator for Ipsic New Brunswick. So I'm responsible for the NR NROI stuff and the black badge stuff. Coordinate classes, update the instructors when there's changes to material, stuff like that. So this was one of the, in, in recent memory, it's the first time that the NEC, the National Executive Committee, has gotten together for a meeting that wasn't at the Nationals. Um, so that was really exciting. They have happened in the past outside the nationals, but, but seldomly. And so this meeting was for the pre the regional director to give us updates on what's happening at the world level. And, but mostly it was kind of like a policy development meeting. We discussed black patch in great detail. We discussed what every section was doing with regards to black badge. Um, there's going to be, sometime in the future hopefully the near future a new black badge program developed for all of canada and also considering looking at you know don't hold me to any of this not all the committees have been struck yet um this is all preliminary stuff so you, you can't run out there and say well i heard on Slamfire that ipsa canada is doing this and ipsa canada is doing that it was a planning meeting it was a strategy meeting things are in the works but nothing is written in stone right but new black badge that's going to be modular so there's a huge demand for um ipsic shotgun in ontario and it doesn't make sense for someone to take a pistol black badge and then go shoot a shotgun match 
and it's you don't want to turn people away, but they can't shoot Ipsic with a black badge, but they only want to shoot Ipsic shotgun. So there's a demand there, and Ipsic Canada is going to work to fill that demand or meet that demand by developing a, a new black badge program that will have modules for pistol, rifle, shotgun, and PCC. Um, PCC is coming to Ipsic in a roundabout way, and that's all you really need to know. It's going to be work for match directors, but on the surface, if you have a PCC, you'll be able to shoot it in a match in January. You don't need to understand why, but basically it was recognized as a discipline, not a division. Yeah. Huh. In, in other words, just like Ipsic Rifle is a discipline, Ipsic Shotgun is a discipline, Ipsic Pistol is a discipline, PCC was not approved as a division of the pistol rulebook. It was approved as its own discipline. Oh, interesting. I thought it was approved as like a... That was the intent. pistol match with it. You can, you can, and that's all you need to really understand or worry about. Hmm. But in reality, it's not a division in pistol. It's its own discipline, but you will be allowed to shoot it along pistols at pistol matches. But in reality, what it is on paper is a PCC match is happening at the same time as a pistol match. And I mean, the overall times are always going to be taken by the PCC guy. That's all that's important is that they win overall. Actually, <laughs> Ipsic doesn't, and you know this, you're just being facetious, but the listeners <laughs> may not. So I'm going to know it's important that we make, that we clarify this. Ipsic doesn't recognize overall. Ipsic recognizes division winners. There's a winner for production. There's a winner for uh, uh, open. There's a winner, right? Overall, folks. So um, overall is only good for bragging rights. So you will see the PCC in the practice score results. You will see the PCC in the overall but it, 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 even though it was its own separate match, they'll be included in the overall because the overall doesn't count. If the overall did count, we couldn't put them in there right. because they're their own match. So. so the reason why they're able to shoot alongside the pistol guys is because they're using pistol ammo and would be shooting at the same ranges and the same targets. You couldn't have them shoot alongside in the rifle or the shotgun because the targets are completely different. Not anymore. There's only one target now. They got rid of, uh, like, pistol can shoot at clay if they want to. You can use oh, okay. frangible targets in a pistol match. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's so, uh, no, it's not. It's just that we've never done it. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's thought, a lot of, okay. No, there's a lot of there's things lot of that things are... We just never did. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, now you're going to make me go back and double-check that. Yeah, but I'm I pretty know. sure it wasn't allowed, but whatever. It, it doesn't matter one way or another. That we can now is cool, because that would be kind of neat to be able to do. Maybe I'm thinking of self-healing targets. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Yeah. Friends, it's, so. it's already been recorded and it's right. out there live. That's so. it. That's yeah. it. Uh, all the, all the match directors are listening and they're all going to start <laughs> making changes to their matches. It's, it's okay, Terry. Yeah. People don't expect you to know everything. You've only been in the sport for the past seven years and you're a match you're right. director. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't yeah. be expected to know a little silly, frivolous rule like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, what else is big at that meeting? Oh, well, um, oh, and also there's a new rule book coming. And along with the new rule book, then we need new RO course material. And that comes right. to us from the international body. They develop the coursing, uh, the, uh, the uh, range officer certification curriculum. So they send them to the sections and then the, or the regions rather, and the regions and ROI programs implement them. So those, those need to reflect PCC. Those need to reflect um, production optics, production optics, light, that sort of thing. So, um, production yeah, optics and production optics light. Yep, yeah, that was a big thing in Europe, man. They really put that on. Um, you'll 
probably will not see production optics light offered as a division in a Canadian match unless the match director is shooting it because there's just too many divisions and you don't need to recognize them all. So I'm never offering it. I'm not offering it at a level one. I'm not offering it at a level three. Not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the trigger pull thing we talked about, I think it was brought up again. So just to clarify in production. Oh, here's a big one. You are now allowed to mill the slide on your production gun and mount an optic directly to it. Oh, that's cool. Instead of having to buy a factory one. Or the other option, Matthew, was a lot of aftermarket companies started to make mounts that went into the rear dovetail. And then you mounted the optic to that, but it raised it up quite a bit off of the slide. Yeah. Yeah. So now you are allowed to get your slide milled. Cool. Yeah. And uh, you're allowed to put aftermarket trigger parts in the gun. And yep. Double action, single action is still five pounds minimum on the first, no minimum on the single action. If your gun is striker fired or double action only, it's allowed to be three pounds every pull. Really? Which is pretty good. That makes a big difference. Makes a big difference, yeah. Wow. I guess uh, someone's going to have to uh, order some new trigger parts for my Glock. Is that for that thing or what? Yep. At least a connector. Well. You never did a connector before, Matthew. Now you can do a connector. Yeah. You can do a Glock one as that one. At least that. I wouldn't mess with anything else but that. I wouldn't play with the spray. I've got a good trigger as it is. If Yeah, just, just, yeah, exactly. And the problem is you can put that connector, you can buy one connector, put it in three different Glock 17s, and it will not yeah. do the same. So, That's right. Yeah, your, your, your reset might be great right now, and you might not be creepy right now. You may drop a Zev in, and all of a sudden it's going to be lighter, but longer or creepier. creepier reset longer, may be different. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be hard to say. Maybe yeah, it's but that's 20 bucks. Who cares? Yeah, it's cheap. You know, yeah, it's yeah, cheap. So it's not the. But that being said, I've been shooting it like this for this long anyway. I wonder if I would even really know much of a difference. I think you may on your splits on far targets. Yeah, maybe. Where you need to be deliberate, and but you want to speed yep. up the split without dipping the muzzle. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yep. The other cool thing, I think it's cool. I don't know if it's going to happen. This was a discussion, and I don't know where we're at with it. So don't hold me to it. Quote me. But this is not written in stone. This is just one of those sidebar conversations that happen. It may develop into something. But a National Black Badge Instructor Certification Program. So if you want to teach Black Badge, you'll have to be certified by IPSA Canada to do so. so and then you can it, teach anywhere? Well, in theory, Adriel, since the Black Badge program is supposed to be the same everywhere, but it's not, this new one, if you want to be recognized, you will teach it. If you do anything other than the new one that's coming, I don't think it's going to be recognized. And that's all in an effort to make sure that all provinces are doing all the same program and all instructors are trained to the same standard. So it's not so much about so you can jump over lines and move to other provinces to get your Black Badge. It's so that we know that the Ipsit Canada is producing quality instructors who will then in turn produce quality students who then in turn should ma- stay in the sport because retention is really important to us, like all sports. So um, that's it for me. What about you, Adriel? Uh, let's see. I did a couple of things. I uh, shot off pistol max at, uh, at Phoenix. Um, that was fun. It was, uh, it's like a, a Ipsic ish, uh, pistol match uh, that they do indoors at Phoenix. Um, I got, I got black snot again. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna go back. Like I I love the match. I love the like it's all everything is like checking all the boxes in terms of practice and that kind of thing. But 
Uh, it's just there's too just too much nasty stuff in the air, so I don't think I'm gonna um, do that much more. Uh, I don't blame you because I had my lead checked, and then I was told don't do anything for three months, and I didn't do anything for three months, and then I shot. I was I was supposed to have my lead checked again. I had to change the appointment to go get it checked, mm-hmm. and I shot two matches before I went and had the blood work. And when the blood work came back, it was higher than it was three months before. Mm. And and I mean I the only thing I can I can attribute it to is shooting those two indoor matches, and and the ventilation at that place doesn't give you the black dust in your nose. Mm-hmm. So think about if you got the black soot in your nose, how bad that air is. Yeah, yeah. Um... Like everything else is good though. Like I like the uh, I like the guys that put it on. I like the the venue's good for it. I like the time. The it's all like so super convenient. It's just the uh, uh, ventilation's like I don't know. I just uh, I'm not comfortable with it for myself. Uh, I won production. That was cool. Like nice. there was there was some better shooters cool. than like production optics and and standard and a couple of the other divisions that would have just stopped me. But uh, so it's not Ipsic, but as far as divisions go, they follow Ipsic rules. Yeah. Yeah, like cool. it's you could you could take like ninety five percent of Ipsic. I think that some of their target presentations aren't Ipsic, but everything that's else about is. it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the freestyle component. I think I've seen some stages that didn't follow the freestyle component. Yes, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's because they've got like small right. bay and they're they're trying to jam a bunch of stages into like one yeah. little area. Um, and it's practice. It's it's more a practice than a match. Like you're yeah. you're you're not going there to win and get the bragging rights from it. You're going there to like practice something, right? For me, it was yeah. like that shadow two getting getting practice yeah. with it and uh, getting some rounds in with it. And you won production. Yeah. How many yeah. people in production? I don't know. Don't uh, say two. No, no, no. Like twelve or thirteen or something like Decent, that. Decent man. That's good. Uh, let's see. I sold my primary arms one to six, which is that scope that I was using for three gun. Mm-hmm. And then I bought an Aimpoint Pro. Um, I've been looking. <laughs> I've actually been like, sc- like not scrutinizing, um, like going over and over my different optic choice because I want to go into limited next year. We've got some like really good shooters here in, in Chaz Three Gun that are uh, that just go unlimited, right? So I want to compete with those guys directly. Um, I've been looking at the Spitfire, which is like an etched reticle. Uh, prism red dot so it's still 1x but it's etched so you can leave the red dot off you get that black dot it's got a bdc turd on the top so if you want to you can dial in your dot to uh to your range um i was looking at the uh vortex uh1 which is a holographic site it's got a one moa dot and it's holographic and kind of neat and that kind of thing so i was like ah maybe that um and then a buddy of mine was saying, like, hey, I can get you a, a really good deal on an Aimpoint Pro, which is like bomb proof, red dot, lasts forever. Turn it on at the start of the year and change the battery after a year or two or three. And uh, and then just recently here, he sent me a link to a CGN thread where someone was selling one for a really good price. And uh, I bought it. <laughs> I got right on top of that thing. So, uh, yeah, I got an Aimpoint Pro. It's it, it kind of st- silly thing about the pro. So like Aimpoint's got a bu- bunch of different red dots. Their pro is actually like their entry level red dot. It stands for patrol rifle optic, not professional or anything like that. It's just like, <laughs> this is, that would just make sense if it's in for professional. No, no, of course it wouldn't. Uh, now there's something interesting. Th- one interesting thing about this, this red dot that I was reading about, uh, it's got a clear cap on the back. So it's capped on both sides. You can even pop the caps, right? That clear on the back, black on the front, and the reason is you can leave it on and you can shoot both eyes open. The dot's still there. So the idea is if you got both eyes open, you see the dot superimposed on your target, pull the trigger and you'll hit it, right? 
I want to try this. I want to try it. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. Okay. Both eyes open, but cap closed on the front on the, on the, on the red dot. Will I've I tried this. It works. It works. Oh man. Yeah. This is so interesting. How, like what, what range and what precision? Oh, I don't know if I went for precision, but uh, 25 yards and I was hitting what I was aiming at. I think I just had one of those little mm-hmm. metal targets up. I wasn't doing it. I mean, I didn't do any sort of deep research with this. I just wanted to see if it would work. For, basically the same idea like it flipped up the back and forgot to flip up the front but could i hit it and i could interesting yeah i want to try that at like 100 on a on a steel plate and see if yeah i didn't get enough there so. <laughs> you gotta That'd have a lot cool, of trust though. in your in your what your eyes and your alignment of that dot to uh to do that kind of shot right so that's well it's holographic right nope it's red dot it's not holographic Okay, so then well, either way, even a red dot is parallax free after 25 yards usually. So as long as the target's at least 25 yards or farther, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. There, there would be no issue with the parallax. As long as you can see the red dot, it should be very close to your target. Yeah, yeah. So I went on Amazon. I ordered some some batteries for that thing. Not that I need a lot, but I got three, which should be like a 10-year supply <laughs> for, yep. uh, for that thing. And uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, on its way so i'll uh, i'll pop that on my rifle uh the other thing i've been doing i got a here so for the the uh, youtube uh, viewers i've got this uh, ultrasonic cleaner this is the harbor freight one that they that the americans like in the states i got it on ebay i think it's about 100 bucks it's quite large so you can fit like a lot in there uh you can fit like two bcgs in here or you can fit most of a pistol uh, so you can take like a, a shadow and, and it will fit in there. Uh, so the interesting thing about that, for, for, I primarily was looking for something for BCGs because uh, it's hard to get inside a BCG and really clean it out properly. And uh, it takes forever. Uh, so some guys just don't <laughs> just never yeah. clean their rifles. Without an actual BCG tool, you're right. It's a pain to get in there. Even with a BCG tool, I have one. And you're scraping, and you get so, you get some uh, uh, pipe cleaner, and you get in there, and it's just a lot of work to so, to clean one of those things off. Adriel, I've seen a pistol that somebody cleaned in an ultrasonic cleaner that rusted. We had to reblue it. I've mm-hmm. seen other people online who have cleaned gun parts that then rusted. What are they doing wrong? Uh, Why they're are- not. Okay, so you use hot water and cleaner. These these things are heated, right? So you got that thing like nuclear hot. You dunk your your gun in there, and once it once the ultrasonic starts, yeah, you see the crud start coming off them. But you got to oil the thing afterwards. So you got to like rinse it with hot water, and then you got to oil it. So like, yeah, this shadow one, you got to oil the thing afterwards. Any bare metal got to get oil on it because it's immediately right after it comes out. Rinse rinse it off to get rid of any debris that's left and any of the cleaning solution and then put the ballast all to it totally yeah i got some light oil that i just popped in anywhere that uh that i needed to i mean the the advantage to the here i've got i'm gonna i got this uh uh what do you call this more light it's a it's a fiber optic light yeah uh so i can just i can show the uh uh the people at least who are on the uh youtube like now on a shadow this area is like always filthy and it's impossible to get in there with a pipe cleaner and you can see there nice carbon, and carbon yeah so you yeah. you you left that all installed intact you left that trigger return spring in the frame you left the pin in the frame you left the trigger in the frame 
and just toss it in old sun clear. Totally. And then I oiled the shit, uh, I oiled it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't right. say the whole thing. I don't have to bleep it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> oiled the crap out of it. Yeah. Uh, I disassembled like everything that I wanted to, like uh, for a shadow, like trying to get all this stuff out. Eh, I'm not going to bother. Uh, for, I the, would take- uh, for the slide, I took it all apart. I took everything out, even the firing pin I took out because I don't want any moisture in that uh, in that firing pin channel working on that stuff. Oh, and the extractor? Did you remove the extractor? And in... no, I didn't take the extractor off. Oh, I'd be more I'd be more likely to take that out before the firing pin. Maybe both. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Any, anything easy. And then I just oiled it afterwards and uh, call it a day. I, I also used, um, I had some canned air. So I took it, hot water, canned air, sprayed out, oil, yeah. good to go. No rust on any of the stuff I did, even even doing stuff like this where I just dunked the whole thing in there, right? And the, like, nice and clean. This gun's never been, the, been this clean. No, you uh, only do so much with picks and toothpicks. Yeah, even even like working at it for like usually uh, a lot of my nights I'll I'll be watching YouTube or something like that and I'll just kind of pick away at uh, at a gun and clean it off just not because it needs it because I just want to and uh, now I can't clean them as good as this thing will not even close. Uh, let's see. I started adding a bunch of 2019 events to 3gun.ca, so I've got some of the major matches on there and then some of the match schedules that uh, have been released. Uh, and I ran a survey to see how people would rate uh, the best black non-restricted rifles in Canada. Sure what do you guys? Flawed. Which part do you think was flawed? Um, you didn't separate the C- the VZ and CZ platforms, you know, into VZ fifty eight and two two three and VZ fifty eight and seven point six two. Okay, because with ten round mag adapters and AR mags, that makes the VZ fifty eight a bit more appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, did which did somebody say you forgot the modern modern varmiter, but you didn't? Was the uh, modern varmiter in there? Modern no, hunter? No, there. I totally left the modern varmiter. I got the modern sporter in there. No modern modern varmiter. What's the modern varmiter or sporter? The sporter is the upper lower that you can just you bolt all the stuff on. The varmiter is the it's, put it's together right gun. Bolt. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. What else? I guess that was it. What do you think is going to be top on there? Well, I know, so it's not fair. Matthew, did you see the survey or yeah, do this? did you oh, do it? I didn't do all it. Right. No. All right. Well, let's see what the listeners on YouTube think. Guys, chime in. I'm watching the stream. Which gun do you think from Adriel's video was the top most popular non-restricted black rifle in Canada? I don't think I did a video. Going. Going. I can start uh, at the bottom. Why don't I go bottom up? Yeah, yeah. go, go well, bottom up. That way it gives us gives the gives a little bit chance time to, to it. Before you yeah. do that, I will say this. I was surprised that the caliber chosen, but mm. we're biased in New Brunswick due to caliber restrictions for hunting. So that's why we wouldn't have chosen that. But uh, mm-hmm. so Mark, uh, Mike, Mike thinks the XCRL. Jeremy thinks the BCL. Interesting. Jeremy also listed the Stag Ten and oh. Greg. Talked about the X95. Right, but isn't the X95 9 mil? No, it's both 223 or 9 mil. You can swap. Oh, okay. Right. That's just the X95. It's just the new Tavor. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. I'll start from the bottom. SKS 15. SKS was the bottom one? That doesn't make any sense. Did it actually get a vote? 
Well, it, it, it's a stack rank exercise. So you have to drag and drop the everything to where it needs to be, right? The whole idea here isn't to say, like, I like this one the best. It's to say, order them in the order yeah. that you think that they should be. And yes. then you get a ranking out of it. So this yeah, is a, okay. I, I love doing this kind of a survey because this is the cleanest way of getting a, what should be the best. Anyways, SKS-15, Benelli MR1. It's not really a black rifle. It's more of like a repeater 223 kind of thing. It, it, so, it, yeah. it takes the AR mag, so. That's the thing. Yeah. It's non-restricted. It takes the AR mags. Yeah. yeah. AR-180B. I agree with that. I mean, the AR-180B, uh, it's a polymer lower, and the grip is its all just one piece of plastic, and it breaks at the front where, the, where it's got the hinge pin on there. It doesn't have like a factory uh, uh, rail on top from the factory. It's cheaply made, but, but a cool platform. Mm. Uh, type, type 81, Norinco Type 97, Norinco M305. We're seeing a, a trend here of Chinese guns. H&K SL8. Have you guys ever shot one of those? Um, no, is that only the, handled um, the uh, plastic clamps legal version of the G36? Yeah, yeah, the G36. Yes, I've shot one of those. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, <laughs> Swiss Arms PE90 Black Special, uh, ACR, uh, SG542. I was surprised at that one. I like don't even know that many people who run one of those things. That's is the that like uh, 308. That's the the Chilean one that's in 308. Okay. Uh, Modern Hunter, BCL 102, Maccabee SLR, uh, CZ 858 slash VZ 58. <sighs> Modern Sporter, Robinson XCR. I put XCR as one. I didn't put XCRL or XCRM in there. It's all just one. Uh, IWI X95, WK 180C, Tavor. So what, what number is that one? Which one? I think what, we're in top five now. Yeah, we're we're done. So Stag 10, Tavor, WK180 are the top three, uh, followed by the X95 and XCR. ASLR is way down. Yep. Which is yeah. the most AR-esque. But I wonder one. if it's way down due to its price and due to the fact that you have to build it yourself. And so a lot of guys might be put off by that. There were some uh, uh, bugs with the first ones that come out as well. Right. Finish uh, the uh, the pins being too small, the magwell being too tight, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's too bad that it would get ranked poorly because of something like that. I think it would be it makes more sense to sort of rank it based on how it should work. Like, if I mean, Trevor's works great. Took a little bit of you know effort to get it going to where it needed to be, but it should still be. Well, I guess no, I guess I mean, it, I, it, no, it makes sense I, to rank them both ways. Yeah, right. Mine didn't take any any special shenanigans or anything to get it going um no no but the only thing i did matthew is i did a lot of testing of which magazines dropped free and which didn't so that was you could be referring to that like i spent like a a couple of hours at the range with every mag testing them over and over to see which ones function flawlessly and then i I thought there was an assembly issue with it um most people ran into an assembly issue with the bolt stop pin with the hole being too small, but I happen to have a pin that fit. And so um, right. I tried one pin. It did. It was too big. I reached into my air parts kits and found one that fit like a glove and used the yeah. actual tool for the job yeah. and never looked back. Now, I stripped mine last night to bare bones along with the Maple Ridge handguard because I'm getting them all Cerakoted. I scratched mine putting that pin in. 
um, fighting with it a little bit, pulling, you know, getting the anodizing out of the hole with the punch, pulling the punch out, dragging it across the receiver. So the receiver was scratched from assembly because I, you know, threw it together really, really quickly. Didn't care. Um, we needed to get some footage before SummerSlam started. So in, you know, my defense, I really rushed putting that together. Yeah. But I stripped, I stripped it last night because I'm getting it Cerakoted and I decided to open up the Magwell. I did a ton of filing because the tool marks inside the magwell, you don't notice until you remove the anodizing and it's like dips in there. Or you feel with your finger. Yeah. Yeah. So I filed, I filed all that to get it flush and that helped make some mags drop a little more freely. Now I'm going to get that spray with Cerakote. So what I took off is probably going to go back on. So it's probably a good thing you took it off that there's something that can go back on without getting too detrimental to your mags dropping free. Exactly. I'd end up in there taking it all out again. So yeah. Yep. Yep. That's all right. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. But stag 10 in a lot of ways makes sense, Adriel, because they're a um, very well-known manufacturer that's been around a long time and they make a quality air 15. I love a stag 15. I love their, the three gun rifle they came out with and I love their M4 kind of gun that they have so um yeah a high quality reasonable price because i think you yeah. can get the upper lower for 500 bucks exactly no it's not it's not 500 bucks but it time is 500 uh, the upper and lower ctc supplies has them right now for 4.99 oh my god wow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i should buy another set then because by the time i got my first one it was almost seven tax and shipping and whatnot Hmm. Um, but the um, oh sorry five ninety nine five ninety nine there you go yeah mm -hmm. um, you could buy the whole rifle for how much eighteen hundred okay there's some in stock at the Calgary Shooting Center just saying cool. so yeah so uh, it was an interesting survey yeah that's it for me all right cool all right I guess we're moving on to the next thing then what is the next thing I don't know who's the no. lead Joe oh it's me <laughs> upcoming events. Nope, none. Uh, the 2019 CCFR Gunner Girl come meet Miss August. When oh, you said yeah. this? Yep, yeah. So I said you can go right to news. Somebody should put that in italic so I don't read it. <laughs> That's it. Nothing Nothing else is going on. News. News. He's got Adriel's name next to it, so I'm assuming he's going to read it. I don't <laughs> yeah, this is just on the uh, Desert Tech MDR. We had this last week, but I don't think we uh, we read it. Um, what is the MDR, Adriel? Is it a carbine? It is a, a rifle. Carbine. But carbine, think, carbine or carbine? When I it doesn't matter, they're both right. When I think right, when I think desert tech, I think bolt action, bullpup sniper rifle. Close. But they make bullpup semi. Oh, yeah. So I think like it, it's kind of like a Tavor kind of looking, but a little this bit more. This would be spacey. affordable. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but they've opted. So they're um working on getting them in. There's a bit of a delay. Um, they're going to produce some uh, some new barrels to meet new Canadian requirements. Uh, they're estimating they're going to get them into Canada towards the end of Q1 2019. Which is, is there a picture of this thing anywhere? Google. It's all over Google. I'm looking at it now. All right. Yep. I'm going to Google it now. It almost looks caltech -y, guys. Oh, yeah? Well, just because it looks caltech doesn't mean it's cheap. That's right. No. Books aren't everything, Trevor. That's how you got married, remember? Yeah, I took pity on her. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. that was quick too look at you good job buddy thanks man i'm texting her right now saying what you said <laughs> someday remind me to tell you the 30 pound joke oh no uh anyways that's uh that's that i don't thing. hate the look of it but i still don't like bull pups i 
used to like bullpups a lot more before I started competition shooting with rifles, and now I don't yep. like them. High I, bore axis, I, I can't stand sights that high off of a barrel. Just drives me nuts. If I if I primarily like uh, um, was in that of vehicles a lot and coyote hunted with uh, a rifle slung over my shoulder, I mark eighteen. A mark eighteen. Yeah, mark eighteen. Mark eighteen. Okay. Well, you get yeah. your, your you're a full inch lower over the barrel with your optic than you are with a bullpup. But I would now like, if, that if wouldn't you were, be good to go into if, Canada. Oh well, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. Sure. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. But I mean, if if you were only shooting long distance with it, then that height over bore doesn't make a difference. Right. But if you're shooting but, long distance, then a conventional rifle's going to be like it's easier to make yeah, more but accurate. But like right? you said, if you're in and out of a of a, a vehicle all day shooting coyotes at long distance, then this yes, this would be a fantastic platform yeah. for that. But yeah. I just I can't stand going from long distance to short distance with having to to keep in mind that ridiculous sight line. Yeah, makes a difference. <laughs> oh, Mike, and I'm, I often find myself shooting things up close. So I, I really I really strive to have rifles that have really low scopes or just sights. Mike wants to know what the 30-pound joke is. Should we entertain him? Or... <laughs> Wait till after the show, maybe. I don't know. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say it in the after after show part. So if you're listening Remind live, me, you get a little bonus content here. If you're listening uh, you're gonna on the podcast, you're going to have to email Trevor for him to tell you the show. Why? Help, thanks for helping me stay out of trouble, guys. Yeah, I do what I can. So so rare. Normally, you guys be like, "Yes, do something to hurt yourself. Go for it." <laughs> well, you already have so far, so we figured we would um, call you in a little bit. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for news. That's it for news. What about news gun stuff? You guys have. I, I sent this to you right away after yes. I, I saw it. The Specter Ballistics yes. are making a magwell adapter that lets ten twenty twos run five nine seven mags. They actually have a letter like, from. Oh, that's stupid! Why would you do that? Well, think about it first. Not just they um, actually, they actually got a letter from the RCMP. Now remember, Matthew, press check was once told we can't write letters to everyone who's not breaking yep. the law to tell them they're not breaking the law. Yep. They wrote these guys a letter to tell them they weren't breaking the law. That's ridiculous. That that really grinds my gears. And they actually cited parts of the criminal code or the Firearms Act, rather, that discuss what is a magazine. Grinds my gears. Yeah. Anyway. Not one group, not another. Yep. Yeah, and, and basically it's the exact same thing. Both groups are trying to be able to shoot more ammunition out of a single uh, magazine and and rifle platform. But anyway, whatever. Yep. I'm not gonna do that. Yep. Anyway, so what it does is 1022s and 25 round mags are all prohibited in Canada because. Oh, stop. Well, they're not all prohibited. They only name the Ruger BT, BDX specifically. If you go to the latest version of magazine capacity special bulletin for retailers, bulletin 72, yeah. when they talk about the 25 round mag for the 1022, they name the BDX Ruger mag specifically. Do they say such as the Ruger no. BDX 25? No, no they so named the get Ruger the one round drums then? They, they named the Ruger one specifically, and here's why because on the package for the Ruger one, it's marketed for both. The pistol and the rifle. They but don't that's name. That's not the, what determines. It's whether or not that platform is actually a rifle or pistol. Right, but the rationale but that's not for even, ban- so they're even they're not even following their own rules consistently. You got it. The rationale they're using is that it's marketed for both a pistol and a rifle. If it was rifle only, it would be okay. Why would they be? Why would they even be saying that when, if they said it more generically, the way we've all been understanding it, they would be prohibiting even more mags. Like their their goal, I mean, their end goal, of course, is to remove all of these 
dangerous things out of the hands of Canadians because we're so dangerous with them. So why are they letting all the other ones slide? And they make no sense. Well, it's all. my. I, let me put it to you this way: it's my interpretation of what the bulletin says. The bulletin oh, names okay. the bulletin right. names only the BDX and names it specifically, all and right. it implies that the other ones are good to go. You read it; your mileage may vary. I would love for you guys to read it and tell me if I'm way out of yeah, line. But yeah. they specifically name the the BDX. I mean, their bulletins aren't law either. They're just like no, they're not. But regardless, because the ten for for the listeners who aren't up to speed, that because the ten twenty two is offered as a pistol, um, any all of the mags for it are supposed to be pinned to ten rounds or less in Canada because pistols can only have ten rounds in them. So this adapter lets you use a five nine seven magazine, which is a magazine for a rifle only. There is no pistol version of the of the Remington 597. So it lets you run 25 round mags in a 30. 30. They also have a 30, 70 yeah. round drum. For the Remington? Yeah. Yep. I was Pro. unaware. Pro Mag makes Trevor's it. like, sign me up. Yeah, because I'll tell you, those Remington factory 30 round mags suck. Yeah. That's hard, one thing that I heard. I was I was like sharing that, and people are like, "Yeah, but those five nine seven mags suck." Like, yeah, yeah. They, they, there's some feeding issues that people get with them, right? Yeah. They were, I think, they were t- 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 talking about how to get more reliability out of them by cycling the spring, or there's something with the follower or something like that. Yeah, you remove the follower from the um, ten round mag and install it into the thirty round mag, and you'll get your bolt hold open feature put back. Because the follower on the three-round mag does not reliably work to hold the bolt back. The clear plastic ones seem to work better than the black plastic opaque ones. Hmm. Again, you So just to, very... just to backtrack here, Trevor, I just went and looked up bullets in 72. It, it lists the, the Ruger BX-25 as an example. For example, this magazine is designed for use in the rifle and the, and the pistol. Okay, Therefore, so they... it is. So, so it is all of them. It is all any magazine that can... <laughs> So it says example, but it does name that one, and it names it because it's both. Yeah. Yes. You pick up but, a Butler Creek twenty-four round, twenty-five round mag. No, that, no the, the twenty-five, the Butler Creek one would still be prohibited. They just simply didn't use the Butler Creek one as an example. They just used the BX twenty-five as an example. It well, says it says the the magazine chambered is designed and manufactured for use in the. Um, Pistol, pistol and the rifle. Right. As a result, this magazine is prohibited device. As a result, because that one is made for both, as a result, that one is a prohibited device. The Butler Creek is only marketed towards the rifle. That'll be my argument in court. It, yeah, I don't know if it would stand up, though, because, again, they're just citing this as an example. The actual part where they say what can be and can't be used, magazines designed to contain rimfire cartridges, designed or manufactured for use in semi-automatic handgun, are limited to 10. If if that magazine exists and that rifle ex- it's well, you know what? Maybe I don't know. With the LAR mags, they're designed specifically for the pistol, and they're allowed to be used in the rifle. Right. Yeah that that would be a, that would be a something for the judge to, to determine, I guess. Oh, good luck. Good luck to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, kidding. Like interesting way of mess. interpreting it, though, right? It's convoluted for sure. Of course. All right. Dead horse is dead. We're still beating it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Canada Ammo has some magfed pump shotguns that aren't the they had they had some of these before, and they were Chinese made. Now these ones look to be Turkish made because they're using that same Turk mag that you see in a lot of uh, a lot of shotguns. 
and uh yeah it's a mag fan they've they've got a nine inch mag fed shotgun and they've got a 13 inch mag fed shotgun uh in stainless or blued so uh yeah i mean wow. if that floats your boat i guess those are kind of neat is yeah. it uh okay so it's yeah i got you it's the 870 mag fed clone yes yeah no thanks but with a uh nine inch barrel on the one <laughs> Like the 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 forend to pump on it is ridiculously small. It's like mm-hmm. a little, tiny little surface, and uh, and it would fit like regular. I think these are just the regular uh, Turk mags. Hmm. Anyways, they got those. Cool. Uh, SFRC and CTC Supplies both got their new websites. SFRC oh. is rocking a new website. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both with the same theme. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wolverines and Monstalls is kind of hard to tell apart. Not anymore, but for a while they were. I like I like your little uh, description, like two ladies arriving at a party in the same dress. <laughs> but the ladies are are gun stores. But the ladies <laughs> are gun stores. Yeah. Funny. Uh, I mean, it's not such a bad thing because it just makes it easy to use one or or use them both, right? Once you know how right. to use them, you're like, oh, this other site's the same. Okay, well, I'll just do the same thing. Uh, oh, one of the things I saw on CTC Supplies, they've got the um, Apex Tactical Trigger for the FNS and the FN509. Oh, yeah. So you can make that trigger much more better. They're carrying them now. Mm-hmm. That's Indeed. good. You don't have to worry about an American source. That's they it. also are carrying the Hudson H9. Oh, yeah. I saw that on there, too. I didn't know anyone other than Iron Guns was bringing them in. I wonder if they're getting them from Iron Guns. Because interesting. I but like the. I want to try the Hudson H9. I've held it. Um, one of our Apex buddies, Scotia, has one. It's cool. He's having. Did somebody have one at one of our courses? Well, one I of the guys. Something different. No, he attended one of our courses, and now he has one, but he did not oh, have it at okay. the course. But we didn't get a chance to shoot it then. Nope. Maybe I. I thought, okay. I thought I did. Maybe not. Regardless. I'm loving- I can't remember if I've shot one or not, but I want to. Yeah. Um, they're having some QC issues right now. These are all like brand new websites. So probably if, if they got something, just send them an email and let them know what's wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. The gun. No, the gun. Oh, the Hudson. Uh, yeah. Well, that's not uncommon with startup companies. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm really liking the generations get everything worked out. I'm really liking the look of this Apex trigger for the FNS. Mm. I, I'm going to have to go. Huh? I like Apex. I like Apex, yep. I'm yeah. going to have to go buy my FN, FNS back from uh, Denis and drop this in there. They've nah, got a... You should buy a, a Vector. A Vector what? A Chris Vector. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> They've got... Uh, it's not just the trigger bar. It's also an, a sear. It's an enhanced trigger kit. I thought it was just the bar, but it's the trigger and a sear. Yeah, trigger. So you get like that new flat faced. It's probably like an aluminum trigger rather than the plastic one that the. I don't know. I'm looking at the picture close up, Adriel, and I think it's plastic. I can see what looks to be a. Uh, no, I think the trigger is, is aluminum and the trigger safety is plastic. Maybe. Cool. Somebody yeah. uh, send me one to test and evaluate. <laughs> What's going uh, on on Reddit? Yeah, this last one is uh, well, it was a Reddit announcement. This uh, Body Armor Canada, they're they're selling, um, and I mean, in some provinces you can have body armor. They're selling a, a covert me seat. It's uh it's like a stadium seat that you would uh, that like a folding 
pad kind of a thing. Uh, but it's actually a body armor that you can like throw over top. So front and back plates um, that uh, just looks like a stadium seat. Neat. Yep. BC uh, recently got gave their citizens permission to own body armor if they have a pal. That's the only con- concession. Yeah, that's what we got here in Alberta. Got to have a pal to get one. Uh, we can we just go buy it. Yeah, we don't have any legislation around it at all that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, like this is a six and a half pound stadium seat. Like this, this will get tired real quick. We're going to like a a, a hockey game or something like that, lugging around a, a seven pound thing that's just yeah. sitting on. I might get one for school. Oh, there's your idea. Yeah, because it doesn't look like a, a an armor set, but it is. Well, that way you don't have to lug it around. Mm-hmm. Just leave it there. Just sit on it. Yep. Indeedy. Better than throwing a hockey puck. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Is that it then for news? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So I guess we will roll into the main topic. All right. Well, why don't we roll into the main topic then? We have Melanie Markling. Did yeah. I say that right? You sure awesome. did. <laughs> so Melanie, you're uh, joining us here on the show tonight to, uh, is it cross-stitching that we're talking tonight or just straight up knitting? Um, no, huh? Right motocross. I thought it was motocross we were talking about. Moto? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I signed in. I don't know if I signed up for this. Oh, you have no idea what you signed up for, and that's what makes this so awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you, welcome to Melanie, the show. Melanie, you need to come on Slamfire. It's like super professional. We'll promote your business. <laughs> <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Well, you gotcha. guys remember. Not that I want to set a tone right off the bat, Melanie, but I was telling the guys last week about the bartender who was going to throw me out and was like, sir, I literally need to take the drink out of your hand. Yes. It was an interesting <laughs> evening, Trevor. <laughs> it was indeed. <laughs> yeah. I learned I learned a lot of French that night. You did. You got all kinds yeah. of French lessons. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Good. Yeah, we taught you how to swear. That's about all we did. <laughs> That's all I you know how to say in French. <laughs> <laughs> You're my You remember that one? I that do. Was, that was your favorite. <laughs> it was. We went over that a lot. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into the real reason why you're here and not to talk about our escapades at the North Silver Show, but to talk about you, your involvement in the firearms industry and your transition from professional educator to uh, all around super female, outdoorsy, gunny girl type. So uh, give us a little bit about your background, what you were doing, and kind of what led you into what you're doing right now. And tell us what you are doing right now. Okay. Well, I'll start out with um, being, I was so young and naive. I uh, I ended up having a, ch- a child when I was quite young. I was about 19 years old when I had my first firstborn uh, son. And... Uh, I thought I, I want to give this boy the best the best I can give him, and for me that was um, myself getting into education. And so um, initially, I was so into corrections, I was so into um, becoming involved with the RCMP, and that was my goal. Even um, I had a I had a short term interest in social work, and uh, I love Prince Albert, love my family. Uh, I am really, I'm really happy with where I am, and I had an opportunity to uh, also get involved in a program with the University of Saskatchewan called SUNTEP. It's the Saskatchewan Urban Native Teacher Education Program, and I am Métis, and so I, I accepted that opportunity because I could complete part of my 
degree, my education degree here in Prince Albert, lovely Prince Albert. And I could, um, I could do that while being a, a single mom, so to speak. So I, um, I went into, uh, I completed everything. I completed uh, seven years of university actually, and uh, started teaching in town here in Prince Albert. I uh, didn't, uh, I couldn't ever find a permanent position though. There was a lot of replacement, a lot of term contracts. So I, my, my younger brother, I've got two younger brothers and uh, they're both in corrections. And I always had this interest in, in crime and the, the penal system here in Canada. And so my younger brother said, well, hey, if you're looking for something, the penitentiary is hiring you or they're hiring. And so I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to take a leap of faith. And I, I applied at the penitentiary at Saskatchewan Penitentiary here in Prince Albert. Uh, where I worked, uh, I started as a correctional officer, actually, and I had to go to, uh, uh, yeah, I know, I was a guard. <laughs> School teacher, prison guard. Yeah. I don't know if they're all that different. <laughs> it's really, yeah. I, I, You know what? I know it sounds funny. I know it sounds ridiculous, actually. I love teaching. I think I was probably born to be a teacher. And uh, I, I just knew, though, that I needed to pay the bills. I needed to, I needed to, um, get money coming into the house. So um, because I wasn't getting uh, any income as a teacher over the summertime and I wasn't able to pay my student loans, I needed, I knew I needed something. I needed to try something where I was going to have a, uh, like a permanent income coming in and a good income. And that's what SAS Penn offered me. Um, I, so I went into the correctional training program and that's where I first learned how to shoot a gun. I had never touched a gun before that. That was uh, in 2007, and uh, I had a. It was, I was. I learned uh, how to shoot a 38 special, which was my. It, it was my. That was my favorite. Uh, started out with that. The uh, I believe Probably it was prohib length. I don't even revolver. remember. Well, yeah. And it was. It was. It was a revolver. I remember that. Um, yeah. I don't. Re I don't remember all the details. I know there. Um, there was a few that we had to be trained on, and I and I did well with it. I actually. Um, was I was quite a proficient um, uh, shoot like I was proficient at at that when I was when I first started and I loved it. Um, the, all the people in my in that in the program with me they knew that um, like I was hooked on it. There I I have a, I have a million funny stories about that time in my life with firearms. But anyway, I ended up working as a guard at Sask Penn. Uh, love it. Meet I've met so many awesome people. And throughout my time as a guard, which was in in a correction correctional world, I was probably a guard for about a minute. It was eight minutes. It was eight months I lasted. Um, but I I saw an opportunity with um, with using my writing skills possibly, and as a parole officer. So I I transitioned into being a parole officer at the penitentiary. You were not kidding when you said this is a long story. I know. Yeah, and I'm, 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 try <laughs> I'm trying to make it. it up, aren't you? I'm yeah. trying to. I'm That's getting good. there. No, it's good. You've worked guns in so far and criminals. Awesome. Carry on. <laughs> and so I was a parole officer um, up until three months ago. And um, in that time, it was about uh, five years ago, I made a, I made a, a decision in my life, a commitment in my life to to just really focus on uh, finding success in, in all areas of my life and changing. I, I just wanted, I want to change in my life. I wanted 
I, I just, I had a different path. And when um, that path involved, I, it, it brought me to where I am now, which me and my partner, we own Northern Elite Firearms in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Um, in the last few years, I have taken on, uh, I've taken an interest in uh, uh, long distance shooting. I love it. I am like I'm super pumped about my, my uh, 850 yard shot. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that actually. And, um, and then about 18 months ago, um, even though, like, I, I mean, I have all this time uh, since my early twenties, I was struggling with, with back pain. I, I, I had a really bad back injury in the mid two thousands. And uh, about 18 months ago, I started hiking because my, I was, my mom and dad raised us to really in, enjoy and appreciate the outdoors and long story short um that's where that the hunting thing it kind of it grew from there and i'm i could now say that i'm officially obsessed with hunting i'm actually thinking well, about it right now hunting is is just, just <laughs> hiking but with a gun right just pretty hunting, much I call it. yeah yeah so, for sure <laughs> melanie what came first the hunting or the store uh the store did Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the store is not a hunting store. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, the store, what you carry, um, what's going on with the plants, the range, bring us into that. Okay. Well, it started out, uh, my, my partner Heath and I, we decided that, uh, well, we're both very just independent thinkers. We have that entrepreneurial spirit. I know we both do. And, uh, we both really enjoy firearms. Uh, we enjoy shooting them. Um, he, Heath is a really proficient long range shooter. Uh, he's, he's kind of the brains of the, of the firearms. I mean, like I said, I got involved with firearms. My first experience was about, uh, 11, 12 years ago. And I mean, my, my knowledge has grown since, but, um, he's, he's really super knowledgeable about, um, many of the tactical, like the tactical firearms. That's his forte. Um, and I'm learning. I'm learning every day. Um, so that's where we started with. We're tactical, offering uh, like the the black rifles, accessories, scopes, ammo, all of that stuff. Um, and it's grown. We started out in a small. We, we bought a bank in Weldon, Saskatchewan, an old bank uh, for the vaults, and we it's we've grown out of it. And we decided that you know let's get into uh, let's possibly get into a, a gun range because that's that seems like the next logical step. And moving into Prince Albert, because that's, uh, we were going out to Weldon all the time, driving back and forth, and uh, we just knew we needed to expand a little bit. Um, and in the meantime, of course, my my hunting interests kept dragging me forward, pulling me forward. And uh, am I still there? No, that was Hello? me. Sorry. Still here. Yep, sorry. Uh, and uh, so now, um, of course, we're putting um, we're going to put a focus now into the hunting gear. Um, I, I got really hardcore into bow hunting. I, I'm super addicted to bow hunting. If I could be out there every day, I would with a bow. Uh, so eventually we'll we'll probably start carrying that. But for now, I mean, we're looking at all sorts of gear to accommodate all shooters out there. So not just tactical shooters, but the, the hunters, the, I think we were talking about the, um, yes, we were talking about that, which I, neither of us knew anything about, but we're willing to learn because it's, we can see the passion in, in, in people who, who appreciate and respect firearms. 
Yeah. Well, I was I was at a meeting last weekend, Melanie, um, with the section coordinator for Ipsic Saskatchewan, and I did give him your contact info for mm -hmm. the shop and Facebook. So uh, he's definitely interested in touching base and, and seeing if he can help develop a program at your shop. Awesome. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I remember you were you were pretty impressed with the videos of uh, the match videos and stuff. So that's so cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. you you might have to put the bow away and and pick up. Uh, well, you did buy. Tell the listeners what kind of CZ pistol you bought at the North Silver Show. Um, I can't recall the exact name of it, to be honest. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Many of them. <laughs> well. She well, she's not an Ipsic uh, girl, and uh, Heath is the tactical expert. But uh, you go around and you meet with the manufacturers, and you place bookings for your business for the following year, for the upcoming year. And did you get one or two of them? I know you know which kind I'm talking about. You just don't know. What I it's know, called. I know, and you know what? I kind of think I know what it's called, but I don't want to embarrass That's fine. myself. I'll, I'll take you there. But did you get one or two? We got one because they're one. expensive. Oh they're, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> <laughs> she placed a booking for that um, Chrome CZ Shadow 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. They had mm -hmm. one. I, I don't know if it's possible, Adriel, but it actually felt heavier than the standard Shadow 2. But the base pads that it comes with are just a, a, a chunk of stainless steel Ooh. on the bottom of the mag. Like, it's ridiculous. I want to get some of those. Oh, when it's they fall, beautiful. when you do a mag change, they, they literally fracture the Earth's crust. When they <laughs> the ground. Like, They're coming out of there. You don't want one on your toe for sure. No. So, no. so uh, Melanie, talk to us about the range. How long is the range going to be? How many, uh, how many lanes, that sort of thing? Okay. Well, it's going to be, it's a 25 meter range. Um, we are hoping or we're looking at for it to be certified up, uh, up to and including 50 BMG. Uh, yeah. Six lanes, all dynamic targets, moving back and forth, spinning. Uh, it's all programmable so that, um, if you, if, if we have some law enforcement in there, they can, in their training, they can have their, their group in there and, and, and really, it, really helping up with the training with the law enforcement and, and even just the shooter, just the general public, just the shooting, the, the developing skills. And, uh, it's super cool. It's, we're so excited about it. Um, it's, uh, We've we've put everything we've put our lives into this now. I could say we've uh, we've put all of our eggs into this basket. And so uh, it, is it going to be yeah. downstairs from Elite Northern Firearms? Is that how? That's yeah. Work? So yeah, yeah. So we we built a brand new building uh, right right from right from scratch. So in the basement, there's our our range. We've got we've poured a million pounds of concrete to make that to make that range. And um, upstairs, we'll have the store, the retail store, and we'll have an axe throwing range up there as well. Huh. <laughs> yeah. What everyone needs. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of uh, shooting the gun that you're going to buy. And, like, it's awesome. It first. Yeah. 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 So we'll have rentals, and um, it's, like it's, it's, it's something else. It's so cool. You could definitely yeah. do an archery night, too, since you're into archery. You know, you could dedicate one night a week to just people who want to come in and, and shoot their bows. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So I mean, and, what are the timelines? Um, well, we, the axe throwing range. Well, you're open for business now, but you're moving it. But, you, but then you're going to move into this new facility when the building is done? Yes. Is that, so, okay. 
Yeah, so we're open. We still have our storefront in Weldon, Saskatchewan. Yep. Okay. Um, we, we sell online. Um, but the store, uh, December 15th, the store and the axe-ring range will be open to the public. Okay. And the, the, the gun range, we're looking more uh, in January for that. It's, wow, that's right around has, the corner. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you need to buy a... If you need to buy a handgun, a restricted firearm, well, you you can just grab your membership from us as well, and we'll we all have lockers for rent, uh, so you can store. If you're living out of town, if you don't feel like driving your guns back and forth for any reason, no. uh, you can store them at at our place, and we'll have lockers for rent. And we've got memberships. We've got uh, yearly memberships. You can t- uh, you can consider. There's lifetime memberships. Um, when we think they're, we're really competitively priced. We, I think honestly that, um, we have probably some of the best prices for firearms in Canada, a best service. That's, that's me though, being biased. Not naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're allowed yeah. to be. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I yeah. So, uh, let's move into your recent hunting obsession and bow hunting obsession. Cause this has been the newest thing that you've been up to. Um, yeah. What have you put in the freezer so far, if anything? I don't want to assume, but if you did nothing, like we're going to tease you mercilessly and just. I know. Say, well, okay. I'm just going to say it. Okay. So I've been hunting really hard now for uh, the last two seasons, the spring and the fall. Uh, right. That's what I've been hunting. And right now I've got, um, I've, I've got, a, I've got a beaver in my freezer. That's what I have in my freezer right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I have. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you do. And that beaver, I mean, I, I took that beaver with my bow, just mm-hmm. so you know. I think that's pretty remarkable. It's, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> I'd be scared of losing an arrow. Like, don't you lose an arrow if you, if you shoot beavers in the, I guess you wake, what, wait until they're up on their, uh, on their house? Well, you know, it's a really long story, that story, but um, I, well, I ended up. <laughs> I lost the arrow anyways, but that's not the point. The point is I got the beaver Mm. and um, that beaver. I mean, I wanted to, I really wanted to take the back straps off that beaver and try it out because I really want to try beaver. I've never, and I know people laugh about me wanting to eat beaver all the time, but it's fine. I want to give it a try. And there's also the beaver tail, which I've heard is. I hear it gets easier. Like, you know, the more you eat, the easier it gets. I don't know. I don't know, but I really want to use it now. Like I have this beaver in my freezer. I I skinned it. I skinned it, Trevor. Uh, yep. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you've got a skinned beaver. I I'm learning. I'm teaching myself how to. Uh, right now, it's I'm in the in the, I'm preparing myself to to flesh it and to tan it myself. I'm learning how to teaching myself how to board it. And uh, so, of course, I'm going to use the fur. I want to, I was out uh, in my tree stand a couple weeks ago and my hands froze. So I'm going to make like a beaver fur pouch for my hands for when I'm bow hunting. And um, then the beaver carcass. keep your hands warm while hunting. You're going to put them in your beaver. (laughs) Yes, in my beaver fur pouch. Perfect. That ought to work. (laughs) And um, the the beaver carcass, of course, I'm going to be using it for baiting a, a bear in the spring. So I've got plans for my beaver that's in my freezer. <laughs> I, I mean, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's good. So what's next? Yeah. Well, well I, if, if yeah, so 
we're we're talking. I, I guess yeah. Let, let's finish the hunting thread here. Then I want to well, go back. I meant to the next species. I didn't yeah. mean next well, topic. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. So so this this fall, I picked up tags for black bear, for elk, and for whitetail. Oh wow. Um, tomorrow is the tomorrow is the last day for for whitetail. I was unsuccessful with the black bear and the elk, and I'm okay with that because I was successful in a lot of other ways. I challenged myself in so many ways this fall. I went out. Um, in the dark, I was walking in the bush by myself, uh, sitting up in the tree stand. I'm afraid of heights, typically. So I sat in that tree stand by myself. All these gains that I've made, so I don't consider it a loss. And I'm probably doing it all wrong anyways. So I've got a lot to learn. And I'm, I've am i accepted that I may not get anything for years yet. And I'm fine with that because I, I still find a lot of satisfaction just being out there. Uh, mm -hmm. it, won't, it won't take years. You'll, you know, um, it's... It'll, as long as you're putting in your time and you're yeah. doing things, you know, somewhat correctly, you're, you're, you're like, Hey, if you're up a tree, you're doing something right. You know, yeah. you're, you're in the woods, you're doing something right. So it's yeah. just a matter of time. I'm sure mm -hmm. it's not because you're blatantly doing anything wrong. It's just a question of timing sometimes being where the game is. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. yeah. I've, awesome. I've learned, I've learned so much about um, my, my local area um, about animals, about the the flora and fauna around me, uh, and so much hold about on, myself. Hold on, hold on, Matthew. That means plants and animals. Ah, thank okay. you. Okay, all right, carry on. Yeah, you can see some cool stuff in the in the in the bush when you're hunting. For sure, and and walking in there by myself, it's it gives me. I have a chance to actually look at things. Um, more in depth. So, and I really like taking pictures. So that's another thing is I'll, I take, I'll, I take hundreds of pictures and I like getting close-ups of different things. Cause it's so interesting when you look at the details of anything and anyone, it's very interesting. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, oh, I was just going to say, my, I was going to say my next, my next um, goal. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out because we're opening up. I mean, we've got a Christmas party scheduled tomorrow night at our store that are for ax throwing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out tomorrow morning. I, I hope that I could, but if I can't, I'm willing to put it all aside and keep, keep teaching myself over the winter. And I mean, there's opportunities for different other things like some predator hunting. I've, I hadn't considered up until recently, so I may I would mind, look yeah, into doing that. I'd definitely whack a cougar. I would do that. Do you have any yeah. cougars up there? There's lots of cougars over here. Awesome. Lots of wolves. Yeah. Wolves and yeah, I would be I would be completely interested in doing it. But it's just by myself, right? And that's always a challenge for me is overcoming my fear. Because I, I hunt solo and uh, that's the that's the hardest thing is would you would would you eat a cougar? You were going to eat a beaver. No, I wouldn't eat a cougar. Really? <laughs> I didn't really. I, I heard really. they were good. <laughs> I heard they were good. Yeah. I know. Like I, 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 I. You draw the line at beaver, I, but we're not going into cougar territory. Well, I don't know. Do people eat cougars? Yeah, people eat cougars. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. No. People, would I, <laughs> do people eat coyotes? Some, but I mean, who would want to? You got to be weird to eat a coyote. Yeah. Well, I mean, some. I don't. I don't know. I just I think mean, are we eating talking a apocalypse or. Yeah, no, That's don't take my word idea. for it. Look it up. Google <laughs> cougar recipes or eating cougar. 
No, yep. I'm sure. I just, I never thought about eating a, a cat. I just never thought about that before. Yeah. Well, and probably be really never... stringy. Well, It'd be really stringy. A lot of people can't imagine eating a bear, but you know, or a dog no. or a cat. Yeah, I... there's nothing you won't eat, Adriel. Adriel actually has a hit list and dolphin is on it. Like, <laughs> I haven't had cougar either. Well, I don't know. I'm telling my friends that I'm trying to, like, I want to make bear, I want to make a bear ham. Yeah. That's my next, that's my goal for the spring is to do bear ham. And I get some laughs about that, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a, a whiskey and maple infused bear ham. That's my goal. Like you're going to cure it yourself kind of thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, curing hams is not for the rookies. Like, no, you can probably not. Use it. Yeah. So, well, and I mean, you, I think there's a lot of steps, just like hunting though, right? There's so many. There's so many steps. There's so many things you have to learn and you have to be willing to teach yourself. And I mean, thankfully I'm a teacher and I love learning. And so I'm all about teaching myself how to do new things and passing that information on to my kids. Cause I mean, if there was an apocalypse, I mean, I want, I want my kids to know how to survive. Exactly. Just saying. And if it's yeah. beaver ham, or, I mean, bear ham, <laughs> I don't know about a beaver ham. <laughs> But a bear ham? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. put it in the slow cooker. The bear. So wrapped wrapped in bacon? Oh yeah. 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 Now Matthew, were you gonna ask a question? I was gonna ask about that eight hundred and fifty yard shot she was all braggy about. I wanted to hear a bit more about that. Yeah, like oh. caliber gun location. Yeah, what, what did you shoot? Why were you shooting that far? What did you hit? Blah blah blah. That well, sort of stuff. Okay. Well, I was using, um, I was using a buddy's, uh, Bergera. It was 6.5 Creedmoor and we were at a, it was a private range and it was my, I, I had shot, I had shot with, uh, my first experience with long range shooting was with a 338 Lapua Magnum. And that, and I really, I really enjoyed that. And so um, Heath and his buddies, they're, they're super into shooting and I get a lot of opportunity to try different guns. And this one happened to be, uh, it was my, my, it was my, actually my first shot with this Bergera. And um, Ooh, those are nice guns. Yeah. It's a beautiful gun. It's beautiful. And uh, actually I think I really surprised them. I don't think they expected that I was going to get it, but that's the thing about, I, I think women actually, from what I've learned, is women, they're, they're really good, um, they've got really good, um, what can I, how could I explain it? Natural instincts for this? Yeah, yeah, they're, I think they do. They're great right out of the box. They, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're, yep. they catch on faster. Well, they do. Yeah. But, but you know what, I, it's just even, even just, um. There's so many women I know that they don't shoot. They've never tried. They've never used a firearm before, and they're missing out. And I would, I would love, I would love to give that opportunity to, to more women. And this, this is precisely what we're doing here in Prince Albert, is we're we're going to be offering this opportunity for people to have this experience that when you when you get behind a firearm, there's nothing quite like it. It's it's pretty amazing. It is. It's it's awesome. I love it. Awesome. Um, there's no, there's no gun I don't like, and I'm learning every day about, about firearms. I don't, my, my knowledge of firearms is not, it's not great right now, but I'm learning more and more every day. And, uh, I love it. I love, I'm, I love what I do. 
you you have no choice but to learn. I mean, you've got the lifelong learner attitude and mindset already. Plus, you're this is what you're going to be doing at that new amazing facility. You know, mm-hmm. eight days a week, pretty much. Yep. All right. Yep. You know what it's like when you're you're in charge of it. You're running it. If it doesn't get done, it's because you didn't do it. So. I'm mm-hmm. surprised you've got the time to be on tonight. I really appreciate it because, you know, with uh, an opening of December 15th right around the corner, yeah, you're going to be a busy young lady for the next life. <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, I, I've accepted that probably at least for the next five-ish years, it'll be, it'll be nonstop. It'll be, my life will be tied up at this, uh, with this. And and I knew that going into uh, going into this I knew this spring. This spring, I hunted. Uh, I hunted a black bear very, very hard. I I worked so hard, and I never got it. And I was um, I was a bit disappointed at first because I knew that uh, leading up into opening our store, I don't know how how much time I'm going to have. But I've uh, I've grown to love uh, being outside and and hunting wow. so much that it's um, it's something I'll always make time for, even if it's here and there. And five years down the road, I hope that that's all I'm doing. Um, I was just going to ask you, uh, being that it's gonna the the business is expanding and you're new into hunting, I was literally going to ask you that question: Where do you see yourself in the business in five years? Um, if you think you're hooked now, wait until you bag something big. Because here's the thing: I'm not sure if it's the same all over Saskatchewan, but Saskatchewan is known for having some amazing game. There's trophy whitetails out there. And they seem to have an overabundance of color phase black bears. Yes. So you could be shooting a, a chocolate or a cinnamon, lots of white V's running around and white patches. So the reality of the opportunity presenting itself for you to beg a trophy animal is not unheard of. Like your chances are much better in Saskatchewan than they are in other places in the country. So your addiction's only going to get worse when you hang like a 160 point score class buck on the wall or something. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or a monster yeah. broom. And you know, it's perfect because our store, um, we, I mean, it's the, the walls are pretty bare right now, but I am planning on filling up those walls and making it a man cave, so to speak, but a male cave too. <laughs> male cave. Male <laughs> cave. cave. I like it. Come yeah. in and see all my dead stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll put all, I'll put my stuff up there. Yeah. Well, before we say goodbye, Melanie, is there anything else that you want to plug or mention that we may not have touched upon? Well, um, not really. I didn't really know what to prepare for with this interview. Um, I'm just thankful that I had the the opportunity to to talk about what kind of inspires me or what where I've where I've gone and where I've been over the last few years and what brought me to where I am. Um, I'm really super proud of what we're doing right now and um, wanting to engage our community, get younger people and women shooting and um, appreciating the outdoors and, and the shooting sports, because that's like, that's our life right now. And, um, I don't think there's anything better than that. Awesome. Well, Matthew and I teach handgun classes and we haven't taught one in Saskatchewan yet. So I can see maybe a a partnership. Yeah. Why don't you get a class together for us, Mel, and we'll come out and teach you all how to shoot handguns. I would love that. If you guys are, if if you would commit to that, that would be amazing. Yep. Yep. Okay. It'd have to be, at this point, it's got to be in August, the end of August, but uh, certainly doable. Yep. Okay. I will so, I will schedule you in. Awesome. Well, we'll talk yeah. more. For, we'll talk dates 
we'll firm up some dates probably in January. So okay, Absolutely. awesome. Well, that that's exciting. I look forward to that. And in the meantime, stay in touch. If there's ever yeah. anything going on at the store that we can help promote on Slamfire, by all means, send me a Facebook message or email the show, and mm -hmm. uh, we'll be happy to help promote the business and uh, and push things along for you. Awesome. Well, thank cool. you so much for this opportunity. Oh, it's definitely our pleasure. It was a lot of fun. And yeah. um, let us know how you make out with that beaver. Yeah, I can't wait to see your skin beaver hanging on the wall in your store. That'll be <laughs> awesome. It's gonna be great, and it'll be there, or it'll be it'll be a pouch, either either or. Right to keep your hands warm. Awesome. <laughs> keep my hands warm. Yes. <laughs> Thanks again, Melanie. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. Take care. All right, you too. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks. Well, thanks again, Melanie, for uh, joining us. Uh, we apologize again for Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, then. I apologize to you guys for Melanie. All right. Thank you very much. And I feel better now because uh, she did insult me quite hard there. Good. Did she? Deservedly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Deservedly. So, um, I guess uh, feedback from the YouTube channel. Got anything interesting from there? There's a bit um, of discussion on yeah, what do you, Jeremy says, what do you have the expectation that the RCMP lab makes sense? <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. There's supposed to be a lab of experts, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Supposed to be. Yeah. What else Greg, we Mace, here? Greg May says, I've seen lots of both 597 and Butler Creek mags on the line of maple seed, question mark. And we tend to have to lend those people our stock Ruger mags because of reliability issues. Yeah, the newer Butler Creek stuff is pretty bad. Remember, Matthew, when you and I started shooting together, the Butler Creek mags with the steel lips were awesome. And you knew those were the ones you bought. Yep. Yep. Those were the good ones. The hot lips or the steel lips? Yeah. Yeah, the hot lips yeah. were no good. The steel lips were the ones you wanted. Yep. Yeah. The hula hand. Not the yes. Hulahan. The Hulahan of Max. Don't get the Hulahan. No hot lips. Steel mitts only. Yeah. Oh, someone here was mentioning the Feme is dope too. Do we got Femes in here? Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? Do we? You, you didn't have Feme in the. Uh... They sound expensive. They sound really <laughs> expensive. They definitely do. Hmm. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. Anything else interesting there on YouTube? Not really. Mm. All right. Nope. Mike doesn't know how I have money left. Trevor, I don't know how you have any money left. You buy everything. Nobody knows how Trevor has any money left. Basically, Christina manages it for him. Something like guess. that. Yeah. 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 All right. So, uh, listener feedback then. Uh, sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You should totally check him out on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, we don't have any listener feedback, so. So isn't our Armory uh, DC Gunsmith where you work, Trevor? Yeah, it's someplace, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it is cool. It is cool, yeah. I've seen some of, it, some of the work. It, it's good stuff. He's going to be doing but some yeah. coding tomorrow, which is exciting because that means that my NEA that I bought back will be Cerakoted with the new generation handguard and my uh, Maccabee. Right. My my black rifle section of my gun room here has some has some spots opened up and it looks looks, it's looks wrong. Yeah, yeah pegs with no gun hanging off them. Fill them up. Yep. 
And yeah, so you should they, write us. People, people, what? Oh, uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say people should write us emails. They should. Well, Ginger we Snaps. Ginger Snaps wrote us one, but I th- I threw it out. Sorry, Ginger Snaps, but um, I do have a shout out for him later. So. Oh well, that's coming right up. Actually, mm-hmm. just hold hold that thought. Real quick, like if you would like to send the show email, send it to slamfireradio@gmail.com. Trevor, are you still there? I am. You have a shout out, Trevor? Yeah, Ginger Snaps was in the hospital this week, so, um, yep, I accuse him of having the AIDS. He says it's uh, not the AIDS, and I and I, I'm pretty sure he's right. Pretty sure it's <laughs> not the AIDS, but he's still got a thing that got him into the hospital, so he's out now. Yeah. He's doing good, but uh, whatever you're into, send him, you know thoughts prayers cash i'm sure he'll accept it all mostly the cash he didn't he didn't know about the vaseline trick that's what it was you know i'll send you a picture that he texted me from his hospital bed he looks like he was like somebody neglected the the vaseline he wasn't looking too 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 pleased gotta tell you so Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's your shout out then to ginger snaps Yep, and to anybody who's at the IPSC executive meeting who listens, I know Rick Crane. Rick Crane is the um, section coordinator from Newfoundland and the CCFR FO regional coordinator over there. I don't know if that title is correct, but he's the one that is in charge of the FOs for Newfoundland for the CCFR, huge CCFR supporter, and um, listens to Slamfire on a regular basis. So shout out to you, Rick. It was a lot of fun hanging out with him at the meeting. Of course, the Newfie and the New Brunswick are right. We were like, is it beer time yet? Is it beer o'clock yet? We, uh, That's not surprising. No, it's not. We arranged to have beer brought in, which he paid for, and no one gave him any money. Shit, oh. dude. I owe, I owe you some money, Rick. <laughs> oh, and shout out to Alex, who brought it to us. Yeah. So, And to Dave and his wife for driving me to the airport. It's good times. Good times. But good. mostly, mostly ginger snaps. Who went to the hospital? Right, a- Adriel, you got any uh, like rambling sh- shoutouts as well? <laughs> uh, based on uh, based on injuries or sicknesses? Uh, no, yeah, I've got or, uh, or beer or beer. Uh, no, I got a, a shout out to, to Tommy. You guys know Tommy. He's uh, he's trying to get me a, a shooting bag. Uh, Mr. Tried... Uzi, huh? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Uzi. Yeah. He's uh, he's trying to get a shooting bag to me to uh, to review, and I'm going to go right after the show and meet him and pick it up. Nice. I'm, I'm currently drinking a Dr Pepper. Thank you to Mr Uzi. This is the Dr Pepper that was provided for my 40th birthday party. There were 40 cans of it. And oh no way! Well. That's wicked. Yeah. Uh, Mr Uzi is pretty cool. Very very thoughtful. Sorry I couldn't be there. Yeah, thanks for showing up there, bud. Yeah, I had a thing. Kelly, you got any shoutouts? Yeah, to everyone who helped me on the calendar. You guys are a lot of help. Just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. No calendar That's good. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess I have a shout out. I have one to Liv and to Angela. Patreon supporters. We have 83 of them. We've got a new Patreone. Or is it a new Patreone or is it just Dick Bone upped? He upped. He just upped. That's he cool. Upped. He upped his Patreonage. Patreonage. Patronage. Pa- Patreonage. Mm, that's better. Thank, thanks, Dick. That's awesome. Um, if you haven't received patches and stuff in the mail, you should uh, you should send us an email, and we'll we'll square that away. Well, Adriel will because he does. Yeah. That. that's all of the Patreoners. 
there's one in there, Adriel, from um, Jeremy, I think, with an address or something that I don't know was opened yet or not. Okay. Um, and if you too would like to be a Patreon or Z or Patreon, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash slamfire. And uh, with your patronages, we uh, we we do we do better, more better, gooder things with the show. And also we put out bonus content for you folks. So there is, Next. there is sort of a payback for it and it's Next not one. always good. <laughs> Next one's December 20th. So do we, be... do we have, are we leaking who it is? Not yet. Okay. I'll be, I'll be squaring those details away next week. All right. Very good. Yep. And well, don't forget that our Christmas show is coming. So good. we usually go through your Christmas wish lists on the show. That's a, always a big listener feedback show. So that yeah. our Christmas show will be December 20th. So you got two weeks to get in your email telling us what you want to Gunny Santa to bring you. Anything but a hippopotamus. I'll take yeah. a BCL 102 and a red dot. All right. You already bought one. <laughs> Back up. They're already coming, right? Yep. All right. All right. All right. So if, unless there's anything else, is there anything else? No, no. Please join one or more of our National Firearms Association, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. We have 2,000 and... Uh, sorry, Trevor. 2,000 and 19. No. <laughs> we have 2019. So that's that's next year already. Yep. We're ahead. We're ahead of the game. So um, yeah, you, we should we should uh, get some more likes on Facebook. So if you haven't liked us yet, and you do like us, and even if you don't, if you do a Facebook, you should go on there and click that liker, right? Right. I guess that right. And then poke. Send us a poke. That's still Please, a thing, we right? love we love the pokes. Someone sent us a um, email, and at the end they went back to the and here's two thumbs up and yada 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 yada. <laughs> Right. Oh, that harkens from a time long gone. Yep. It was. It's fun to bring it up though, from time to time. Yep. The All listeners right. well, played along well with that gig. Yeah. It, this is the end of the show now. So say say good night, Trevor. Good night, Trevor. Say good night, Trevor. Angel. Oh, you're gonna say good night, Trevor too. Well then, so shall I. Good night, Trevor. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right, take us off live so I can tell the 30-pound joke. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. Uh, uh, Trevor, how do you get bear in a slow cooker? Well, one piece Wait, at a time, of course. Was I supposed to leave? <laughs> <laughs> you can hang up now